Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The following comes to you through podbean.com. In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. Here we go. And welcome to In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. I am Sylvia Stein and welcome to the show. On today's show, we're going to talk about Crafting Dynamic Dialogue, The Complete Guide to Speaking, Conversing, Arguing, and Thinking in Fiction. We're going to move on to Chapter 6. And happy, happy Friday. I hope everyone's doing a having a great day. My apologies for the long hiatus on In the Artist Realm. I am uh, working on setting up uh, new uh, pages uh, through Facebook. I'm updating the pages there, trying to add more information. I'm going to be working on a newsletter that will come out monthly. I'm thinking it's going to come out on July 1st will be the first one. If you want to subscribe to In the Artist Realm, I'll have the details for you uh, coming up very soon. So I hope to be able to work on that and that way you have updates on what's coming up for the show. But for today, I mostly just want to focus on crafting dynamic dialogue because we started it and now we've moved on to chapter six. This is a book. Um, crafting dynamic dialogue is a complete guide to speaking, conversing, arguing, and thinking in fiction. It's from the the sorry from the editors of Writers Digest, and the forward is by Cheryl St. John. Now. Today I'm going to start on, we did, the last one we did was Chapter 5, Strengthening Your Dialogue by Jerry Cleaver. But today we're going to start on Part 2, Crafting Great Dialogue. And this is by Elizabeth Sims, The Source of Great Dialogue. So let's read about Elizabeth Sims first. I always like to do that. And welcome again to In the Artist Realm. I am Sylvia Stein, happy to be with you. Elizabeth Sims is the author of eight successful novels in two series. It says, The Rita Farmer Mysteries and the Lambda and Goldie award-winning Lillian Bird crime novels. She's been published by a major house, Macmillan, as well as several smaller presses. Elizabeth writes frequently for Writer's Digest magazine, where she is a contributing editor. Her book, You've Got a Book in You, a stress-free guide to writing the book of your dreams, Writer's Digest books, received special recognition by NaNoWriMo, or National Novel Month, and hundreds of other websites and bloggers. So she's got quite the repertoire, if you have not heard of Elizabeth Sims. Now we're going to go into what she says is what's important of 
sorry. Flip. I'm using an actual book, not digital copy. Not that there's anything wrong, but I like to keep my my uh, book a copy of my book is always important. I always prefer that to have it so I can look at it and you know uh, know what page I'm on. I'm going to start on page 48, and this is the Source of Great Dialogue by Elizabeth Sims. So let's transition to some music here. And the music is all provided by GarageBand. I do not own it. It's just what I'm using right now to get to what I need to do now. Let's see. We'll use a guitar to move along to the next section. Here we go. And this is the source of great dialogue. Dialogue, the words people say, is a huge component of good writing because fiction or nonfiction, no matter what you write, you're going to write stuff that somebody said. The more convincingly you do it, the more you will awaken your readers, heart brains, your readers' whole deepest self and bind them to yours. More than anything, I want to help, she says, I want to help you understand dialogue so that you can begin to think about dialogue as professional writers. Think about it as a component of writing that's alive and totally your servant. First off, let's get in the mood. How we talk. So she says, gather your writing materials. This is what she's saying. Find a comfortable place. Enter Garret mood. That means note a garret is an attic. Attics are places where you can be alone, hidden, even, and no one will bother you. For our purposes, garrets are real places, but they're also infinitely movable, changeable, and adaptable to our needs. What a writer needs is psychic isolate, isolation, a mental place where you can focus on what you want to do without much chance of interruption. Pick one and write about it. So she gives an assignment already here. It says, the first time you found yourself in serious trouble for something you did, lying, fighting, shoplifting, speeding, perhaps. And then she gives another example, an argument you took part in. Siblings spat, lovers quarrel, barroom debate, for instance. And the other one is, have you ever been involved in a proposal of Marriage, either the asker or the askee. What happened? What was said? Write down the words that were spoken as best as you remember. Just write everything as naturally as it came out, without worrying about grammar or sounding stupid or anything. After this incident, were you like, yeah, but I should have said, write that too, just add it on. Write for as long as you like. When you're ready to stop writing, stop. So th this is a, a really good exercise to start with to begin this uh, lesson today or this uh, for this book and this chapter to start off with for In the Artist's Realm with Sylvia Stein using this book, The Crafting Dynamic Dialogue, Chapter 6 by author Elizabeth. The chapter 6 is written by author and also contributor for Writer's Digest, Elizabeth Sims, The Source of Great Dialogue. Now she moves on to say also, try this. 
Read what you just wrote aloud. If you can, read it aloud to somebody else. Or better still, have somebody else read it out loud to you. It says, um, let's see, where are we? How does it make you feel? Are you engaged with what was happening? Does your heart move a little bit? I thought so. Does any of it sound fake or weak? I thought not. Why is that? Because you wrote something that was totally real to you. You wrote honestly and without strain to make up something. You weren't trying to force anything. You were in flow. This is a key thing. You know, you now know you can write realistic dialogue. If your book is fiction, when it comes time to make up dialogue for your characters, simply be as relaxed and energetic as you just were a moment ago and let it come as if it's already happened and you're remembering it. If you're writing nonfiction, just be easy and natural when you're writing what people say. Genuineness is better than precise grammar. Great dialogue says, that's what she says. Great dialogue is sound, uh, sounds real, fits each individual character, develops character, and moves the story forward. We'll get all of these aspects, but first, I'll tell you something professional authors think about a lot. So now we're moving on to the next set, segment, which is the great paradox of dialogue. Now we're going to transition again to this section. And happy, happy Friday. And now we're going to add something else. Give me a second here. Okay, so we're moving on. And it says, the great, sorry. The great paradox of dialogue. Authors must write dialogue that comes across as real. Yet why does actual speech sound so dumb when transcribed onto the page. Here's an example. She, she says, did you remember to pick up milk because Chris had his friends over and they, he, yeah. She, and like I said on the phone, I'm going to make pudding and I need four cups for the recipe. Yeah, she, yeah, you got it. He, I put it in the fridge. She, what? He, in the fridge. She, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. It's okay. Is anything the matter? She, no, everything's fine. He, I have to get ready for bowling. She, I think Chris is getting less allergies. Less, sorry, get, getting less allergic to sesame seeds. He ate a McDonald's bun in the car with Anders and his mom, and he was fine. He, still, I wouldn't feed them to him because I'm not. Or she's, it says she, I'm not. I totally agree. He, I'm going to eat. Then I got to get out of here about seven. Fascinated yet? She says, me neither. This is where Elizabeth Sims says, the reason real speech sounds so dumb on the page is that 
Most of what people say is really boring. Why? Because our lives are not like novels or movies. Most speech is self-referential, repetitive, unnecessary, and mundane. However, there's gold in it. Real people say unique, remarkable things, especially when they're talking about something they feel strongly about or when they're talking about a memorable event. Those things are like gold nuggets in the fine gravel of a miner's pan. The words and phrases that make your ears perk up, make you laugh out loud, make you cry, or make you seethe with anger are dialogue gold. Keep an ear out for anything that makes you feel. The gravel you sift out of your pan is the brainless dreck that people say and forget. It's our job to pan for the gold. Interesting. Very interesting there. So now we're going to move on to... Sorry. Give me a second here. Okay. And now we're going to move on to starting to listen. Real people don't speak words alone. They use tone and cadence to get meaning across. The word O, oh, for instance, is endlessly flexible like this. Oh, he grunted. Oh, C Cassie couldn't believe her luck. Oh, all at once he understood. Oh, you can see the difference on the page and you can almost hear it. Notice that here we combine the word with punctuation and narrative to add context to the dialogue and achieve different effects. More on punctuation soon. In plays, you'll see dialogue that might read awkwardly, but comes to magical life in the mouths of actors and actresses. Not long ago, when I read a play by the extremely talented Martin McDonough, the beauty queen of Linane, I kept noticing the word so at the end of characters' lines, and I was like, I guess that's an Irishism. It sort of is, but sometimes later I heard myself say so at the end of sentences, sometimes like, I already ate so, which is a tra trailing off with a precise meaning, so I won't go along to lunch with you guys. And I heard myself say that, and bell was ringing in my head, and I remembered those places where sentences ended and so, and I realized I do that. It's a modernism. It isn't totally just an Irishism. And I understood another little thing about realistic dialogue there. Tennessee Williams was a master of dialogue. I recommend reading his plays. Here's an excerpt from Cat on, the, on, a, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Maggie, one of those no-neck monsters hit me with a hot buttered biscuit, so I haven't changed. So I haven't change water turns off and brick calls out to her but is still unseen brick what do you say maggie water was on a loud i couldn't hear you well i just remarked that uh, that one of the no-neck monsters messed up my lovely lace dress so i got to change why do you call Goopers kitties no-neck monsters? Because they've got no neck, Maggie says. Because they've got no necks. Isn't that a good enough reason? Rick, don't they have any necks? 
Maggie none visible. Their fat little heads are set on their fat little bodies without a bit of connection. Brick, that's too bad. Maggie, yes, it's too bad because you can't wring their necks if they've got no necks to wring. Isn't that right, honey? William, William Inge was also pretty good with dialogue. And while I'm on the subject of plays and great dialogue, I must tell you to read Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf by Edward Albee. Raw, wrenching, startling, it's just terrific. You know that every word you write must serve a purpose, whether to move the action forward or to develop a person. But dialogue, unlike every other aspect of our craft, is an opportunity to do both at the same time. Reading plays really helps you see that. Reading screenplays is also a fun way to learn more about good dialogue. They're, they're available in libraries, in bookstores, and online. So I think that those are very important things that uh, in this chapter, uh, Elizabeth Sims has talked about. Now, I believe that for the next time for, for In the Artist's Realm, I would like to catch up on how to tune in and get good, eavesdrop, why does vernacular mean? And then, but we're going to start off the next show with the exercise, how we talk and what she said to do. We're going to, these are found on page 48 and 49 um, of the, of her book, of the book, Crafting Dynamic Dialogue, The Complete Guide to Speaking, Conversing, Arguing, and Thinking in Fiction from the Editors of Writer's Digest. Forward by Cheryl St. John. Now, if you have the digital copy, you just need to go to chapter six and it'll be on the first pages of chapter six in a little box. They're, uh, they're put in a little box and it says how we talk. And on the next page, page, it'll say, try this and this, and it has the first debates at the top and then try this. It tells you to do different things with dialogue. So this is really, really informative for today for in the artist realm i wanted to make sure to do a show because it's been a while that i've done a show for in the artist realm and i think it's important to uh cover uh different aspects of writing and of course gather other authors to come to the show as well and other artists which is why i am working on my page um i updated the covers on facebook for in the artist realm I also have a Twitter page. I haven't really accessed it lately, but I'm gonna hope I'm gonna hope to do that and upgrade my Twitter page and then work on my newsletter for in the artist realm to let uh, artists of all types to come to the show so they could get interviewed and we can have conversations about the different work that they do. And in the artist realm, I do um, have a lot more authors and editors and 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 I speak about my books but I want all artists that want to come to the show they want to sign up or send send me their names and I can go ahead and try to uh, schedule an interview probably later in July and for sure in August try to do more interviews with all of you I really hope that I'm able to do that I would I am really really happy 
with the response of the downloads that you all have shown for In the Artist Realm. I hope that you all will support the page by commenting, give, leaving us reviews. Those always help leaving me a review uh, for the show and uh, let us know how we're doing. Let me know how we're doing and also supporting the podcast. It, I do have where you could support through crowdfunding and different ways you can support the podcast through iTunes. You can listen to the Dynamo ads. I'm also going to look into ads that I think Podbean is offering now for the show, and I will give you a shout out. And I will also offer eBooks, uh, Kindle books. And if you would like for me to send a shout out about anything that you have to relay artistically, please feel free to send me an email at sill, S-Y-L-W-R-I-T-E-R 07 at gmail.com. I really hope you'll contact me at sillwriter07 at gmail.com and I'll have more author news for you guys coming up soon. If you look at my videos, you'll notice that there are some, uh, I am working on my latest book and I do have an excerpt coming up that I will be sharing and and a lot of more author news coming up and more, uh, more a lot of great different things happening. But for now, next week I will... Um, do another segment of Crafting Dynamic Dialogue for In the Artist Realm, and we'll continue with Chapter 6, the, sort of, the Source of Great Dialogue. We'll begin with How We Talk, Try This, and then go, go into How to Tune In and Get Good. That's where we left off. And then Eavesdrop, and What Does Vernacular Mean? And then we'll wrap it up for this chapter. And and then uh, probably the following week, we'll move on to Keys to Great Dialogue, Chapter 7. And I hope to have interviews with other authors, artists, uh, musicians, you know, all types of artists. I hope that you will uh, make sure to contact me to be on the show for In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein, with Sylvia Stein which, which is myself, uh, through podbean.com. I hope everyone has a fantastic Friday. Thank you for joining me. As always, I am very happy to be here. The music, the music that I have does not belong to me. It's all through GarageBand, which makes it, makes it possible to add music to your podcast. Have a great one, and I hope everyone has a most amazing, amazing day. This was In the Artist Realm with Sylvia Stein. Thank you for joining us through podbean.com. Have an amazing and great day. Carl's Jr.'s new guacamole double cheeseburger is only 299 bucks. You forgot the decimal? Only 299 bucks. Not decibel, decimal. The guacamole double cheeseburger is only $2.99 at Carl's Jr. Oops. Available for a limited time. Price of participation may vary. Tax not included. Carl's Jr.'s new guacamole double cheeseburger is only 299 bucks. You forgot the decimal? Only 299 bucks. Not decibel, decimal. The guacamole double cheeseburger is only $2.99 at Carl's Jr. Oops. Available for a limited time. Price of participation may vary. Tax not included.